Hello there and welcome to episode 2 of the Fit Stop podcast. I'm Owen Fitzgerald and thank you so much for listening to my last podcast and I'm actually so surprised the amount of people that listened to podcast number 1. I thought I'd get maybe 4 or 5 people but I'm actually very shocked and very happy with the amount of people have listened. So thank you. People listening in Canada, people listening in Australia, people listening in the US of A, some in the UK, and here at home in Ireland. So thank you so much. And if you just happen to stumble across podcast two, I did this podcast before, took a break for probably the best season of Formula One ever. Was I mad? 2021. But back for 2022. And finally, it's points for Red Bull. It's Red Bull on the podium. And it's a win. And the first win this season for Max Verstappen. So we were possibly thinking it might be a Ferrari dominance but no, Red Bull looking strong. And let's go back to the start of the weekend and free practice. And there were some interruptions because this track in Jeddah is just crazy. But I love watching it. But we know how super dangerous it is. Now, you'd think on the track is where the danger was. But no, we had the issue of a local oil rig being attacked by missiles. And it's a terrorist attack near the track. So the free practice sessions go ahead and then we've got the teams and drivers going into long, lengthy hours meetings and we're thinking, hey, could this be like Australia a few years ago where they cancelled the Grand Prix when people had COVID and I think Kimi Räikkönen and Sebastian Vettel and stuff. they just gone on planes, hadn't they? They had left. They had gone. No, this is not happening. So the teams and the drivers were reassured that the safest place to be in Jeddah was actually at the Formula One track. And to be honest, I can see why they would have thought, come on, we need to go. Because look, there's always questions about going to Saudi Arabia and, you know, the human rights there. And it's a bigger discussion. But, you know, Formula One will always say, well, we're here to make a difference. We're here to make a change. And we do see that over the weekend and especially when it's getting women involved with the sport and I think the first ever Saudi woman to to drive a Formula 1 car was the weekend just gone so it is doing some great things but we'll always have a question mark of should we be going to these countries we head in to qualifying and it's looking like Ferrari and Red Bull are strong and Mercedes are still struggling and then Q2 Mick Schumacher has a crash has a big shunt and it's the kind of crash where you think oh no the impact, it kind of just gave me those feelings of Hubert in Spa. Just that type of impact and looking at the car sideways. Unfortunately, I saw that F2 race live. I saw that that incident live. It's something that I just can't get out of my head. I mean, you see a car at that speed and look very strange. We, we've seen this with the new generations of cars that Mick just lost it. And there's nowhere to go in Jeddah. And I think, unfortunately for Mick, he hit the wrong part where it's not protected by, you know, it, it's just wall and, and steel. You know, it, it doesn't have the, um, the, the tyre barriers. And so he took a full impact. Luckily, he was fine. Confidence probably dented. Would he race on Sunday if he could? Yes. A million dollars is looking at the cost, which probably isn't bad considering the, the impact he had. But Haas obviously said, look, we probably can't afford to put this car together, budget caps and everything. So it went to um, Mick Schumacher not racing and maybe the right move. And in this time of, of cost cuts, and it, it's probably a better option for Haas because if he was to crash again, which he has a habit of doing, unfortunately, Mick Schumacher in Jeddah, it would cost him even more money. I'm sure they were nervous enough. Um, with Kevin Magnussen, who had a bit of a messy weekend, didn't he? He didn't get many laps in um, over Friday and on Saturday. So still did well um, to qualify in the top 10 on Saturday. Then we go to the race on Sunday and we've got Sergio Perez 
on pole. Nobody saw it coming. And I think this generation of cars and this type of racing and the getting the temperature into the tyres, it suits Perez because we know how good Perez is. And it's just mad to think it's his first pole position. I would have thought Perez had a pole position by now. And I was like, actually, no, it's his first and first Mexican as well. Of course, he has the two wins. And it was looking like maybe this is the weekend for Sergio Perez to go, look, I'm actually going to put my foot down here, no pun intended, and go, I can take the title fight. I can take the win. It's not just Max. You know, it's the two of us. We can fight for the constructors. Brilliant lap. It was, and nobody saw it coming. And I think Charles was very surprised by it. Carlos Sainz just slightly off the pace again against his teammate this weekend. And we were looking for a great race. And it started off quiet, you know, and Perez took the lead. He was he's leading comfortably. He wasn't too far ahead. And then kind of comes the dummy from Ferrari who go on the radio and say to Charles, right, um, what's it? Push to overtake. And you're thinking he's going to pit. The Ferrari mechanics come out. This is something that Red Bull and Mercedes have been doing for the last few years. Ferrari come out with the tyres and then decide, oh no, we won't. We'll go back in. Now, technically, that is against the rules in Formula 1, but it's it's frowned upon. But I don't think anyone ever gets a penalty. But I think if you were to do it two or three times in a row, you'd probably get in trouble. So in comes Perez. And you're thinking, okay, they'll do the undercut on Ferrari. We'll pit first, get the fresh tyres on. And out comes the safety car. And it's Latifi. And you're thinking, Latifi in the wall, Red Bull, and it actually ruins the race. But it's a positive for Max, but absolutely ruins Sergio Perez's chance because he comes out in fourth. Now, technically, he came out in third, but we had that incident with Carlos Sainz of who was ahead of who with the safety car line. And I suppose the thing for Perez is he probably can't see it as close as maybe Carlos can see it coming out of the pits. And I think it was just one of those things of, you know, you're, you're, you're racing to a certain delta and you're thinking, well, he's coming out of the pits. If I get ahead of him. So I think, look, it was just a chance for, for Red Bull to see, look, can we get this third position over Carlos? And they gave the place back. Unfortunately, they had to give it back after the restart. And we had that restart of Charles really slowing down and Max doing that thing. And look, in, in our memory, it's obviously the the incident with Lewis Hamilton on the on the last lap and they're, they're, you know Max is like edging closer and getting slightly ahead and Charles gets the jump on him and we go to the restart and we have one of the best races I think personally myself in a long time where it's just Max and Charles and they're fighting for the win and it takes us back to last year with Lewis Hamilton they're fighting every weekend it's looking like it's going to be Charles and Max now Sergio Perez could have been in the mix. Who knows what would have happened if we hadn't had the safety car? We don't know. And then we just have this whole DRS fight. And sometimes it's easier to back out, let the guy overtake you, get the activation zone, and then overtake him again. So we had this back and forth. And then we had this incident, didn't we, between um, Charles and Max, where <laughs> they came in towards the last corner and both braked and both locked up and were both dummying each other going, no, no, you go, no, you go, no, you go first. And look, it was just great racing and we had them fighting and fighting and it was Max who came out um, with the win at the end. That Red Bull is so fast in a straight line. And I think this is what they've got right this year, Red Bull, um, with the with the new aero and, you know, the ground, the, all about the, the ground force in the car. And I think this is Adrian Newey's time to shine again and they just got it right. There's not much of a difference really between them. I think Charles possibly... Could have caught Max. We don't know because we had the yellow flag incident over the last few laps. But look, it was a great win for Red Bull. They were on the pace the weekend. They're fighting Ferrari and it's clear this is the fight it's going to be for the rest of the championship. Then we go to Mercedes. Lewis Hamilton, awful weekend. You know, only got one point, tenth in the end. But 
he was very unlucky because the virtual safety car. So Daniel Ricciardo and Fernando Alonso pit or break down, should I say, near the pit lane. They bring out the virtual safety car to clear it. I think possibly they should have brought out a safety car. I think just to bunch the pack up. But maybe you're going back to the whole incident of um, the final race in Abu Dhabi. I don't want to bring that up again. But I felt maybe they could have just brought out the safety car, bunched the pack, and we would have had a fight on again. But look, um, it worked for Max Verstappen. And we had great racing, didn't we, between the uh, two Alpines, between Ocon and Alonso. And the team kind of let it go for a while. And then they said, no, no, back up. And then that loud Bottas, I think, wasn't it? Or was it K-Mag? Um to get ahead so they kind of screwed themselves over there but unlucky for Fernando Alonso that Alpine was good the weekend um, they seem to have a good car maybe certain tracks will suit them but that track really suited them and maybe you were thinking if you know somebody stumbled they might end up with a podium the weekend but really good racing and I think good respect Ocon is a tough racer we know what Fernando Alonso is like as well but uh, Ocon really kind of showed hey I'm going to race tough and look it was fun and I think the team were happy for it Um. And I think it got to a point where like, okay, enough is enough. The main thing is they didn't make contact. But I think what's really good is we have good racing and we have close racing. I know I said this in last week's podcast, but we have good racing in Formula One 2022. What I'm very interested to see is how the cars are going to get on in the likes of Imola, Monza, we go to Spa, you know, we go to Hungary, we go to, to Silverstone, we go to, let's call them the classic races, maybe in, in Brazil as well. It'll just be very interesting to see how the cars go around the likes of Silverstone because this track in Jeddah, you know, it's very fast through the corners. I think Jensen Button was working for Sky Sports News and he was watching within the corners going, no, no, these new cars, even though they're heavier, they still are travelling very fast through these corners. So it'll just be very interesting to see those more open tracks and um, we've only been to Bahrain and we've only been to Jeddah so uh, Australia will kind of be one to tell us really how the cars are going to race coastly and uh, maybe more open uh, a track I suppose maybe Melbourne is kind of like a street circuit isn't it it's true park different changes to uh, Melbourne which we'll get into so it'll be very interesting um, to see how the cars get on the weekend and let's just take a look at the teams uh, this weekend Great result uh, for Red Bull in the sense of they got the pole position and they got the win. And obviously very disappointed with Sergio Perez in fourth, but Max in first. But they'll be happy to get points on the board and get points into the Constructors' Championship. And I think it's a bit of a fingers to Mercedes to kind of go, you thought it was funny last weekend. Well, look, we're back, we're dominating and we can win. Good result for Ferrari with second and third. They probably thought they were going to get the win uh, this weekend, but Red Bull have really put it up to them. But look, Charles is is racing the best he's ever got. Sainz is still consistent, and I think we'll see weekends and maybe tracks, and when Sainz gets to understand the car a bit more, um, we'll see him fighting for wins and maybe just on the pace a bit more. Mercedes, bad weekend for Lewis Hamilton. Very lucky, as we said earlier, with the virtual safety car. But George Russell put in a good performance. Finished fifth, was pretty much on his own, but I think that's the most he could get out of the car. And I think for Mercedes, I'm going to call it now, their year is over. There's going to be no Drivers' Championship. There's going to be no Constructors' Championship. But I think they can get back to podiums and they can get back to winning ways. But I think they're going to have to wait till the summer break. And I think maybe Silverstone around that time will be when Mercedes are back fighting. And how cool is it going to be if we were three-way fight with three teams? But at the moment, look, the car is just not there. Mercedes have a lot of thinking and a lot of designing to do. And I think we'll see Mercedes in the fight after the summer break. But good result for Russell. Bad result to Lewis Hamilton. Aspano. Is there a point for finishing tent? I think that was just a bit of a, I think that was a bit of a dig at the team. I think Lewis Hamilton knows well there's a point for tent. Doesn't finish there very often, but I think he he knew what he was doing. Ocon, great performance in sixth. Uh, very um unfortunate for Fernando Alonso. There was big points. There was double points to take for the team, but the car looked good. 
Um, maybe suited more to Jeddah, but you know, good solid weekend and a good sixth place for Ocon. Maybe slightly disappointed he didn't get the fifth place. Seventh place for Lando Norris. I think McLaren were better this weekend, but got lucky with the virtual safety car. But some points in the bag for him in seventh place. Gasly, eighth place, probably disappointed with that. And I think they just had a messy weekend. Yuki Tsunoda didn't even start the race which was an absolute disaster. We had two cars along with Mick Schumacher not starting. So points for Pierre Gasly. In ninth, Kevin Magnussen and continues um, for Haas to score. I think maybe 2019 was the last time Haas scored two weekends in a row. And it's good solid points. Okay, not as much maybe they thought they'd get more. Mick Schumacher not in the race. So I think it was probably a, a good step. And I think any points they get really for Haas this year is just a bonus every time. So they can score points every weekend. It'll do great for their budget, won't Ninth place for Kevin Magson, who's still struggling with a sore neck. And as we said, Lewis Hamilton struggling in 10th position and taking the wrong direction with setup really was was his weekend. Joe Young, you well, well done to Joe. Um, finish 11th in the Alfa Romeo. Messy start. And I think they really need to figure out what's wrong with that car. It doesn't start well. Lost loads of positions. Uh, Joe did. Um, at the start and it's something we saw with Bottas the, the weekend before but got himself back up to 11 actually got himself a 5 second penalty and then they didn't serve it properly I think they tried maybe did they try and serve it under the virtual safety car and possibly touch the car as well with the jack I think so he had to go and um, serve another penalty but finish 11 after all the craziness Nico Hulkenberg finishing 12 car is just pretty much still off the pace good news is Sebastian Vettel is back for Australia and super sub Hulkenberg can take his sore neck home with him. But look, he'll be still working with the team as a reserve driver. 13th place for Lance Stroll. Not really much to say about Aston Martin this weekend. Just another silly weekend. Um, Albon didn't finish, but he does register in 14th place. Messy weekend again for Williams. Um, Just off the pace. And Latifi struggled. Very strange crash. And it kind of reminds me of Mick Schumacher's crash where they're kind of hard to explain. And I think he just got caught out and... You can see from Latifi, he didn't know what happened there. So not a great start. Uh, first two races for Williams. But look, they'll keep fighting. They'll keep going. Uh, 15th place uh, for Bottas. Um, a DNF for him. Also a DNF for Fernando Alonso. Also a DNF for Ricardo. They brought out the virtual safety car. Um, Latifi then is registered 18th and not starting then is Sonoda 19th. And Schumacher technically would say finished 20th. So that was the weekend. It was a good race. It was exciting. Jeddah always throws up some surprises and we see a fight every weekend and look, fingers crossed, we, we can see that. It'll be interesting to see, you know, the likes of the DRS, how it works and the likes of Australia and other tracks as I mentioned as well. And we head off to Australia and Sebastian Vettel is back, which is great news. So obviously uh, over his COVID-19, so great to have him back and I suppose Austin Martin will be really looking to get him back into that car um, Aston Martin will be like, come on, we, we need to get some points and we need to figure out what's what's going on with this car. And some new changes um, to the Melbourne track. Um, it's going to be faster. Um, the drivers are going to be putting the foot down a bit more and there's not much to say really. Let's see if the new changes from Albert Park will make much of a difference. And I think every time we go to a track this year, it'll be the first time with the, the new generations of cars. And it's strange really, Australia was always the first race of the season and I think it's quite strange to have it as a third but look we haven't been to Australia in so many years so it's great to have it back and speaking of tracks the big announcement is for Formula 1 we're heading to Vegas in 2023 I don't think the track is going to be good it looks a bit boring but it's going to be fast and the thing is it's racing through the streets of Vegas and that is just so cool it's on a Saturday I think the last time Formula 1 raced on a Saturday was in South Africa maybe Back in the 80s, possibly. Um, 
So I think Saturday is going to be different. I'm not quite sure what I'm going to do that Sunday. I must have a look and see how the weekend do they start on a Thursday, Friday and Saturday. But it's going to be at night time. It's in Vegas. I'd love to go. But the tickets are going to cost an absolute fortune. So what, Miami, Coda and Las Vegas? Us, you know, they're really getting the races in America at the moment. But look, it's going to be glitz, glam. It's going to be all showy-offy. It's going to be Americanized. It's probably not going to be the most exciting track ever, but it's in Vegas. Going past some of those landmarks, it is going to be brilliant. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I'll be back again after the Australian Grand Prix. I'm going to call it a win for Charles and I think Max second, Perez third. I'm going to go with Carlos Sainz in fourth. Daniel Ricciardo, I think, is going to struggle at his home race. He just never seems to have any luck in, in Australia, does he? And I think, um, you know, points for Haas and I think maybe uh, points for Alfa Romeo as well over the weekend. And I'm hoping Mick Schumacher can get on the board and just have a clean weekend. So I'm going to go for Ferrari for next weekend with Red Bull in the mix. But I think Charles will be the winner in Australia. Um, can't wait to get up and watch a race at 6 o'clock in the morning. It's been so long. Thank you so much for listening. This is the Fit Stop Podcast. Thank you for being involved. Thank you for listening. Any suggestions, head over to my TikTok, head over to my socials, and we'll get some special guests on over the coming weeks. Thank you so much for listening to episode two of the Fit Stop Podcast.